When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. So Album for the Day wants to take a minute to really reflect on Album for the Day and how we used to do top five lists all the time. All the time. All the time. And it didn't matter what it was, best rock and roll scream, what's the best drum fill, Best uh, best first track on an album, best second side opener, best makeup on stage. Mm. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of categories and all ways to go about that, and we've decided to delve into that a little bit further as we keep going with album for the day. Mm-hmm. Album for the day today. We're still building the band. Mm-hmm. Still better than Diddy. <laughs> and um, we've got ourselves a drummer, a bass player, and a rhythm guitar player. Today we're going to jump into keys. But before we do that, we have a couple of honorable mentions we forgot to mention mm-hmm. uh, from the rhythm guitar category. And uh, I'll jump. I'll jump in first with this one uh, because I didn't even. It, he's somebody so close to the edge of lead to rhythm, with but he never really was a lead player. He was just stylistic, uh, Mister Bo Diddley. Um, he he played. Uh, if you've seen a Martin Scorsese movie, you have heard a Bo Diddley song, basically. Um, because of rhythmically, he chops it up, and it's just it, it. You hear his rhythm all the time through his whole thing, and it's just yeah, it's he he's up there. Of Mine's the a controversial time. call. Mm. Um, apparently, if you go back and look in the uh, in the annals of Aerosmith history, mm. Brad Whitford played some lead. Um, that was credited to Joe Perry. Interesting. Go check that one out. Uh, but yeah, Brad Whitford holding down the solid. Aerosmith's a good call. That's a good one. I mean. Yeah, we did not mention, but yeah, it's worth a mention. I, I just love how, you know, Joe and Steven are the toxic twins, <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, dude. Everybody else was keeping up. <laughs> I don't think it's a... Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's any winners there, but um, I don't think it's right to single anybody out either. Mm. Um, but yeah, Brad Whitford bringing it all back home. Mm. Yeah, you like that? I did like that. I'd like to hear an Aerosmith Bob Dylan cover album. What do you think about that? I would, I would listen to that album. I would. Mm-hmm. I might even buy it. So yeah. keys. keys. Um, I just want to start off with an F and bang, man. Let's do it. I'm gonna bring up the killer. Right out the gate. The killer. 
Jerry Lee Lewis, man. Oh, I was like, okay, you're looking at me like I'm supposed and to know And what's the killer, jackass? Yeah, yeah no. Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. He, God rest his soul, he's not with us anymore. No, shoot a TV. <laughs> I Marry your cousin. Yeah, you know, all that. That goes to the versatility we were talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Just never know what you're going to get. Never know what you're going to get with Jerry Lee Lewis. That's true. That's true. But, man, he he was, goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Was he a good piano player? He's a beast, man. Yeah. And nobody wanted to rent him pianos anymore because he tore them all up. Yeah. He's like the Pete Townsend of pianos. Yeah. 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 I remember there was a there was a uh, don't rent Hendrix that guitar he's gonna light it on fire light it on fire when uh, Billy Joel played the last concert at Shea uh, uh, he borrowed a guitar from uh, Roger Daltrey and smashed it on the stage and you know Roger gets a kick out of it obviously because it's like yeah he's seen it every night of his touring life with Pete Townsend smashing it. And Billy Joel looks at him and says, yeah, I always wanted to do that, but, you know, it's really hard to pick up a piano. <laughs> and it's like, mm, yeah, no, I get that. You old guys got all the witty good jokes. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. Imagine. Yeah, but. Speaking I, Billy, of old blind guys, uh, hmm. let's get into Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Yeah, you, it's, you, you can't have a list without the two of them. I mean, we're talking about keys. It has to be brought up. I don't know that they're the right fit for this band, but you can't have the conversation without Without Ray Charles or Stevie Wonder. Yeah, no. And we just talked about Billy Joel, so let's bring up Elton John. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Now we've got all four of them out of the way. They're out of the way. Um, I'm going to switch to Billy Powell from Mm. Leonard Skinner. Interesting call. Um, I... I love what he adds to that band. He does. And if you know the story of Leonard Skinner, you know that it, it was it was solid, it was powerful, they were all they all had the work ethic and whatever. But it just wasn't all all the pieces weren't there. Mm-hmm. And then Billy Powell was like a roadie. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Wait a minute, you can play? Let's Wait see a minute, me. you can sing too? Billy Mm-hmm. What are you doing over there? Get, get over here! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just a great. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about, man. That's that's filling the void. That's being the missing piece. You know, speaking of being the void and the missing piece, I would be remiss if I did not mention Bernie Morell. Oh, he's um, on my list too, man. Because not only you would you not have gangster rap without Bernie Worrell because of what he did with Parliament Funkadelic and what they sampled from Bernie Worrell. But when he joined the Talking Heads, it changed the dynamic of what that band was. I don't know that that band would be relevant to the degree that they are today had they they not made that transition. Because of what he was able to bring and the, the, the... not just the funky element, but the style. Exactly. And he changed so funny how they played. It's so funny that I would never consider mentioning Billy Powell and Bernie Worrell, the ultimate woo warrior, in the mm-hmm. same sentence. But mm-hmm. 
They really did change the they dynamic changed of their bands. The dynamic they bl- they brought it all together and ch- and changed it enough where the people would play differently because of them mm-hmm. to try to fill like what are they doing? What are they doing? This what blend doing? sounds better if I change just it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. Or do some stutter stop here there and there. And let yep. them fill it in. I mean, fill it in with Ray Manzarek. Oh man, definitely on my list. I mean, uh, that dude, he's high on my list. And, I mean, oh, he's yeah, high, all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, when the dude has when light his, as fire, why don't you? When his. She <laughs> <laughs> enjoy that. Okay, this you is enjoy the that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to leave and go on a moonlight drive. God. All right, Show that's me it. the way to the next whiskey bar. <laughs> oh, don't ask why. <laughs> Even the dude's left hand was their bass player. You that's know? what I was it's about like, to say. Is like, just, ah, we don't need a bass player. Yeah, we got we got Ray Manzarek. He can do both. <clears throat> he can be two members of this band. Yeah, which you know, it's uh, it's, it's amazing. impressive. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, people that filled in their band. Uh, I'm I'm gonna bring up two together again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Wakeman changed yeah, yes agree into agree a force yes, and it was his sound, his adaptation that really fueled that next pivot for them. Yep, at a very pivotal time. Yes, and I I don't even off the top of my head remember the guy's name, uh, but it was like. Yeah, I don't want to mess with uh, synthesizers and this oh, and that. And yeah. Rick Wakeman was like, "Let me get in there. I I can do that. Uh, let me get in there. Let me show um, you." But also Tony Banks, and much hmm. in the same way, because Genesis, yep. you know, Genesis started as a very, very artsy, um, almost progressive rock kind of a just arty man. Like, I mean, Gabriel was doing costumes and stuff and that mm-hmm. whole Gabriel period was very avant-garde to some degree mm-hmm. um, but I mean to move into you know 80s Genesis and really just like I, don't, I wouldn't even say turn a corner man I'd say take yourself yellow. off the road and put yourself on a, on a different mm-hmm. road I can't even see the other road no more mm-hmm so, no, I, I I love that call. One person I feel did that, who was able to fill spaces, was uh, Richard Wright from Pink Floyd. Mm. I feel like mm-hmm. he was almost a driving force of that whole psychedelic feel because he was able to play beneath the band and really let their talents surface when everybody didn't know what was, he was so deep in the song playing underneath everyone and playing these beautiful melodies. The psychedelic thing, uh, where Sid Barrett left off. I, I, you know, I didn't really think about that. I I feel like they felt like they were missing something and Ooh, there it is again. Yeah. Look at that. And Richard Wright, just absolutely he's one of he's very high on my list another person speaking of the psychedelia would be Paige McConnell for me sure um, I love how he's able to really captivate a crowd I love how he's able to really push the envelope of what Fish does on stage 
Um, and he's not afraid to experiment. He's not afraid to jam it out. He's not afraid to go out. He's a really good singer. Um, I'm going to be a total Richard here, and mm-hmm. I'm going to say everything you just said, mm-hmm. remove that blank and fill it back in with pig pen. I'll agree. I'll agree. Because, yet again, just adding that essential kind of aspect to... Yeah. And when Pigpen passed, it, there was a void. Yeah. And it was, it was a void in that band. They filled it with multiple different people over the years, it but it was never, never the same. never were quite that fit. Yeah. And never uh, never the same. You um, know, another person that really, um, I mean, he played with a number of people, but most of the time it always came back to him and his thing was Greg Allman. I was, yep. Because, you know, I think we've established quite the premium on the instrumentalist who can also vocalize. Mm -hmm. Um, We've definitely established that pretty solid, and I genuinely can't think of anybody uh, better at that than Greg Allman. That's a tough tough nut to crack for sure. Because... Yeah, Billy Joel, yeah, Elton John, yeah, Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder. But, like, I hate to say that none of the four of them brought that same internal soul outward, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I got that from Greg. Oh, he had passion and the soul in his voice that just was, it's undeniable. Yeah, it's palpable. Um, You could taste it. Yeah. One person that brought Tastes like a peach. brought soul from a distinct area of the country would be Dr. John. Indeed. With his the voodoo style from mm-hmm. New Orleans, you could hear where he was from. You could hear stylistically what he was all about just in how his voice was so gnarled and how his piano playing was just so he created a real regional signature exactly and And that's been very embraced love that about speaking of regional signatures um daryl hall Hmm. and um i mean i wouldn't say he's the most technically prolific keyboard player Mm -hmm. however just thinking about live from daryl's house man Mm -hmm. and the literal dozens Mm. of different artists Mm -hmm. that you brought in to collaborate with. And I mean, the versatility is off the chart. Now versatility as well as composition, as well as direction, I feel for sure something that's very important. All three of those elements. I don't think we're going to get any better than Mr. Leon Russell. Leon's a beast. Leon played with everybody. He organized like the concert for Bangladesh. He was the dude who was, I mean, he was, he played with everybody from, I mean, he was playing when he was 16 years old, he's playing with Frank Sinatra at 16. He's playing with the, the Beatles. He's playing with Aretha Franklin. He's playing with the Beach Boys. He's playing on everybody's records from back in the day. They wanted him to be the guy. He never really stood out in a solo you know, since he had his album, Carney is amazing. Um, and he had, you know, will of the wisp is also amazing, but it was never, and he did a great album with Elton. John. He did a very good Elton John 
could not speak higher of any person on the planet. Like he came out and said, like, man, this guy needs not only to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but he needs to be respected a lot more than well, he actually it, is. I mean, it was like I, I slash we both of them said I slash oh. we have wanted to do this for, for years, ever. yeah, and yeah. we just we're gonna do it, yeah. But I mean, I'm gonna bring up again, you know, in the context of like the group and really filling those holes. Uh, I'm going to bring up three guys oh, okay. at once. Mm-hmm. Um, Al Cooper. Yes. Who was the mind behind Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Um, Robert Lamb from Chicago. And Jules Holland from Squeeze. Jules Holland. We need yeah. somebody to make a TV show about it later. Well, I didn't bring it, it up later. at the beginning. <laughs> I wanted to bring it up later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, One person we did not bring up yet is Mr. Booker T himself. I was going to say, man, brought like, up we're not going to get out of the episode and not no. talk about old Booker T. No. And another another that we have, we've actually done an album about, or an album, an episode about is Mr. Steve Winwood. Man, I had both of them. Those that, are, that's the last two I, would put, I got. Yeah, Booker, Booker, Booker T, I mean, to, to come up, you know, through Memphis in the sixties in segregation and to play the way that he did and to have concerts, you know, to, to, to go through the absolute mud pit that he did and to come out with such a brazen attitude of just like, I mean, determination, Oh man. And to come up with such songs and compositions like he did, it's just, it's hard not to have him as the overall number one on my list. It's very difficult. He's the thing about it is like when you look at their stuff, mm-hmm. like it wasn't very vocal stuff mm-hmm. to no. make such unifying music that doesn't even have words. Number one hits, bro. I mean, yeah, you can't you can't say enough about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, Steve Winwood too, man. Yeah, that um, dude was an animal. From even from the days with Spencer Davis, he was an animal. I mean, he everything was like, about he was like seventeen years old, eighteen years old when that happened. Just a wee lad. Just a wee lad. That was my yeah yeah England yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think I've got. I think I have my. I think I can do my five. I think I can do it. Um, I'm going. I, I don't really have an order. I don't. Re- I can't really no, do an order here. it's not in here. a specific order here. Um, I'm going to do um, Leon Russell. Um, I'm going to have um, Booker T. I got to have Bernie Morrell. Um, I got to have Richard Wright. And, you know... I'm going to throw Paige McConnell in there for me. Um, it, it'd be a toss-up between Wild Card, Greg Allman, Dr. John, but yeah, Paige. Um, man, we're not we're not matching up awesome today on this one. But, uh, <laughs> Ooh, Herbie Hancock. Oh, that bastard. 
<laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, he's an amazing, what technically. a great keyboard player. <laughs> Why didn't you bring uh, up Jan Hammer while you're at it? Yeah, well, I love Harold Faltermeyer. Oh. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're going to bring up Herbie Hancock, we didn't talk about George Duke, and George Duke is a beast, too. Yeah. I mean, there's so many great piano, like old jazz piano players, Oscar Peterson, Art Tatum, but they play, it's like they almost play too much, you know? That's the thing. Yeah. So I would say that my. My five, probably. Um, Ray Manzarek's hard to argue with, too. Yeah, I know, man. Um, you know, if Danko gets wasted, we can always just fill in with Ray's left hand. <laughs> Dude, Garth Hudson. Yeah. A Richard Manuel, for that matter, too. For sure. Yeah. But, well, we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the killer. Mm. Um, yep. it, for those not aware, that is Jerry Lee Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on his mugshot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Billy Powell. Mm-hmm. Uh, going with Manzarek. Going with Greg Allman. Mm-hmm. Going with Daryl Hall. Mm. Um, and what I was trying to focus on, it's funny because I picked Jerry Lee, even though, you know, Jerry Lee is, he's the dude, you know, like you're not looking at the rest of the band. I wouldn't even say that he's necessarily like um, a great fit to fit into a band, but damn, he's the killer, man. <laughs> Yeah, Jerry Lee, he's too, he's too, he's too much. It's a little much. Yeah, but every single other person I picked there—Billy, mm-hmm. Ray, Greg, and Daryl—they're all great at blending, mm-hmm. and that's the key thing to the keys position here mm-hmm. is being able to blend and mesh and transition I, and be instinctual. And I feel the exact same way about. Page Leon. Oh, I can't take that Booker, away from any of your Booker, five. Booker either. T and uh, Bernie Worrell. So we come back to Susan for this. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick. Oh, geez. I think I have to put. If I had, which I kind of have to. If I had to choose a number one. You don't I'm, have to pick a number one. You have to pick a candidate for number one. Right. That's what, which that's, yeah, that's my, uh, yeah. It's I your think, only chance. Yeah. Just do it. I think I'm going Leon Russell. Leon. Um, Just because of what he was capable of doing, writing, producing, organizing, getting so many people together and saying, this is my vision. I feel like he had the most vision of any of the people that I chose. And for that exact same reason, I picked Daryl Hall. Hmm. I like that. Um, so heads is Daryl, tails is Leon. Heads it is. Daryl. I'm bad at We're, going, we're going, going live from place. your house next week. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, album for the day, uh, getting through these key players. There's still, there's not a bad one that we've mentioned yet. Um, 
But uh, but we're yeah. really not specifying a, a real winner here. No. We're just stimulating yeah. nasty let, debate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and let us know. Let us know how you feel about it. Um, give us a follow, subscribe wherever you listen to us. Uh, follow us on Twitter, album for the day. Um, and uh, if you got any, want to chit chat and tell us what you think, uh, shoot us an email to album the number four the day at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you when we see you. She's gone over like a rubber neck giraffe. Oh, you <laughs> You're out of touch. I'm out of time. <laughs> nice. After starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!